We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? It is Royal Rumble season. The march to WrestleMania starts this weekend. I'm Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. And producer Cole, baby, is calling in, joining us for the Royal Rumble show. It wouldn't be a huge pro wrestling show without producer Cole, yeah. baby. Cole, this marks the one-year anniversary of the Corner Rumble. Cole, it takes, does. He took a bump for that to promo it. It it was thirty guests, maybe thirty plus guests. We did not watch the Rumble last year very very well because it was on while we were talking to people. It ended up being horrible, so we missed nothing. Yeah, perfect timing by producer Cole Bay. Perfect time, perfect time. I was like, okay, the it's just going to be complete shit. The, the, this is going to be all over the place. Let's just do something crazy. Uh, in the meantime, you know what's crazy about that is uh, with all the guests that were on there, it's crazy to see like where they all are now and where they were <laughs> when the corner rumble happened. So many, many of them ended up in AEW. Some of them ended up back in WWE. Uh, just a wild, wild event. And, you know, uh, obviously we're, we won't be doing it this year, but, you know, never say never. It could come back just when you least expect it. And when least expected, I mean, another Royal Rumble, because that's the only time you could do a corner rumble is a Royal Rumble event. But I digress. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a good time. The, the first of many bumps I would take uh, in the Blue Wire yes, studio. Yes, You can't count out another corner rumble. You cannot count out the return of the DCs while, while we're out Oh, here. no, we can count that no, shit out. It's gone. Mm-hmm. They ain't coming back. Oh, we're going to make another bet? <laughs> no. uh, just, you know, it's, like it's going to be another... It, is anyone ever really gone? No, your DCs are dead, sir. It, those we're not booking those to come back. I said, man, I don't know. Randy Orton said flame to Sister Abigail. I saw her after that. Those are DCs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come back. There's no return. Uh, it, it's going to be a better Royal Rumble. I don't know how it couldn't be. It's going to be Trips first Royal Rumble, possibly his only. <laughs> yeah. I, who, who knows? But I, you know, I hate the ratings. But the ratings came out today. And WWE is up across the board, year over year, quarter after quarter. It's like, why rock the boat, Vince? You want money? The guy is making you money. Yeah. Let him rock. 
None of that stuff matters. And he I'm wants, okay. He wants control. Oh, that's fine. If you want to book, say Vince is puppet master in the background. If you want to book the WrestleMania main event program every year, do it the hell you want. Let him book everything else because you sucked at everything else. If you want to control who is your guy with your belt, have at it, man. If you want Roman Reigns to have this shit for another 15 years, if you want to book those programs, because in the grand scheme of things, he did okay with the main program every year. It was no, the he, shit underneath, underneath no, it that didn't. was horrible. No, he didn't. Outside of Roman, Triple H. Keep going. There's plenty of bad WrestleMania main events. There's plenty yeah. of them. I mean, they all featured Roman Reigns. I mean, we had like Triple H in like 10,000 of them. John Cena was in like 10,000 of them. There were people that we wanted to see go over that did Daniel Bryan one was good. Yeah. but Seth yeah, Rollins one was good. He had to revolt in order to get that. Semantics. Man, I, no, that's not ended up getting there. I, I, look, we got once in a lifetime twice. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Come on, man. Like Greatest match of all time. The greatest thing that will stop the oh cosmos. It's just, we just. Somehow Shane was the best wrestler in the world. Look, man, I don't, wasn't a I don't need Vince booking anything. <laughs> no, I mean, it's his company, man. Yeah, hopefully he stays away. But if this is Trips one and only, I'm sure he's going to make sure this counts. So we'll see what he does with this. He has a lot of the tools back in the toolbox from his NXT people. Always the capability to sign more. We can get new people into the Rumble that we haven't even seen before. His biggest problem is going to limit it to 30 spots. Well, here's a, here's a real question before we start. What would you, and you can't grade against what Vince is doing. What would you grade Triple H's tenure thus far? That's not fair. You got to grade from where it was. I, you can, but that. Like I mean, Brian Dables, coach of the year in the NFL. It's yeah. because the Giants were really shitty the year before, right? I know, like, but the we, turnaround counts. But the turnaround does count because the booking was in the gutter. Yes. But that would automatically make it an A. Yes. Right? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> nah, on the stand alone, I, I'd say. I give Trips a good B plus. Um, some of the people he brought back, I just feel like they don't really have spots yet. So some, like Gargano, really didn't hit yet. That could be because Ciampa's injury, though. We don't Gar know where that Gargano's hurt, go. too. Gargano's hurt. Like, there's some stuff you really can't control. And bringing some people back, like uh, the chick with the shiniest wizard. I don't know where Tegan she Knox. went. Tegan yeah. Knox. She's kind of just like out of here. She'll probably be in the Rumble. But some people just have no plans yet. And he brought them back just because they were ex-NXT people. And I feel like he has a grand vision, but kind of rushed it, bringing everyone back. Outside of that, though, the mid-card's gotten exponentially better. Gunther is incredible. They fixed Austin Theory, even though they got there in a horrible way. This is where he should have always been. Rollins still looks like a million bucks, even though he's on the mid-card. Bobby Lashley is about to get the Hurt Business back together. Another mid card. Is he? I think. I, I'm enjoying the tease. I mean, right. if anything, like that, that's good. He's relevant. Mm -hmm. Judgment Day, I thought that was shit. I, I'm proven wrong. Rhea Lipperly is like the best thing outside of the bloodline. Mm -hmm. So Rhea's great. You have another women's star. Bianca's been protected. They didn't strip her and make her shitty run like before. He fixed the Ronda problem. <laughs> I, he recognized him when shit's going stale. Vince would have let Ronda rock. Mania and beyond. Probably. Um, Charlotte Ronda 100% would have been a Mania match. He wasn't wasting that and pulling it earlier. So we would have just been tortured. I think he's done good. B plus. Some of the returns have been weird, but 
outside of that, I, I think it's good. I think he has to rebuild his tag division. I, I don't think there's enough emphasis on that right now. Those belts are still held up. So maybe when they split, um, we'll see how that goes. But I think you're, you're pushing the Viking Raiders. Got to get them into a title program. You got to figure out what you're doing with the Street Profits. Uh, American Academy or Alpha Academy. Great. They should be in a title program. So you need to split those belts and kind of maneuver the tag division. That's like the last frontier. Did well by the women, well by the mid-card. I mean, Ricochet's wrestling every other week on TV. Happy guy. Wow, that's a low bar. Um, <laughs> I think it's a B. Uh, I, like I said, the new car sent is off, so some of the things are regressing a bit. Uh, it's, it's solid. It's very bloodline heavy, which is fine, because the bloodline is like the best story on television. The mid-card, like you mentioned, the, the IC and U.S. titles are very well handled. But I feel like he's running into an issue of, this is a lot of television to book. <laughs> and there's some things that are just, they just aren't, they're just not working. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they turned hit row heel because it wasn't working. Nope. Um, like you mentioned, some of the returns aren't working. They haven't been working. I mean, even a lot of the stuff that's associated with The Miz is really bad. It got really weird fast. People kept getting injured. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. The men's stuff is, I don't know what, uh, it's just not good. Yeah. Um, I, I told you I hate Charlotte as a babyface champion. I, I absolutely hate it. I got to change quick. It has to, but it's not, right? Good. I don't think so. Like, Charlotte has leverage backstage. It's very obvious. Yeah, I think as long as she's champion, I don't think she cares if she's a babyface or a heel. She don't care, but I do. I think she, like, just like Seth Rollins is a bad babyface. Yeah, if, she's not the greatest. She's, she's not a good babyface. No. But they still have a women's division problem. SmackDown's women's division is weak. Yes, they have half of a women's division. Like, and, you know, yes, they got the title off of Ronda, but I, I think Liv Morgan's still going nowhere fast. But I think she's been handled all wrong. Where's Shotzi? I don't know. I need, to, uh, I need to see Shotzi. Raquel, I'm over it. Turn her heel, do something. I feel like the whole SmackDown's women's division is bad. Yeah. Uh, Raw's good. Bianca, like you mentioned, Bianca is very well handled. Um... The Becky Bianca, the Becky Bailey stuff is good. Even though Raw 30th anniversary was very strange how they handled that. A little weird. We'll talk about Raw. But uh, yeah, I think Triple H is he's doing well. He but he's realizing, yeah, one hour versus five hours, very different. Um, and not everything is great. I know a lot of people's like, he's the best booker ever. And I'm like, mm, he's good. He's yeah. better than Vince. I don't I don't think that's a job where you can bat a thousand. No, it's impossible to bat a thousand. Like nobody's gonna, <laughs> like nobody's gonna bat a thousand. No. But he's doing better. Yeah, got to recognize and pivot like Tony does. Yeah, well, Tony does a great job, dude. Tony's been through hell this year, and we'll talk about great. that as we go through this AEW. Like we talked about this last year between injuries. Now we just had the recent Jay Briscoe passing. Like it's been madness over there, and he's found out the heart. It's like a crash course in booking. Yeah, because and there's still stuff to be. Desired, but at least he pivots. Yeah, some shit's not working. We'll figure it out. But the problem, like Tony Khan, learned what Vince has been doing for years. As much as we didn't like, we don't like didn't don't. <laughs> as much as we don't like Vince McMahon, the one thing we can always know is like you realize how hard it is to book weekly television because you can't predict what's going to happen one week to the next. Somebody gets sick, somebody gets COVID, somebody breaks something. Anything can happen. It causes you to wreck and redo your whole show. Yes. Problem with Vince is he just took that mentality and did it every week. Yeah, but a cupcake at a podium can wreck like three months worth of television. Man. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> just, that's very true. So I, I I give it a B. I'm a little curious about this Royal Rumble based on the booking because it leaves there's not a lot of mystery. 
to who can win both of these Royal Rumbles. And we'll talk about that, that in a bit. And I think we're going to learn a lot about where Triple H goes and how if he pivots, depending on how Royal Rumble ends. Because the ending to everybody was very obvious three months ago. Yep. But now people are like, is it that obvious? I think there's another direction we can go. I'm very curious what Hunter does based on the fan response versus what I'm sure they thought they were going to do from the beginning. Definitely. Cole, what do you give Triple H as a booker? Yeah, I think right around the same grade that you guys are given. I think you do have, like, absolutely going into his grade is uh, where it was before and what he's done since uh, as far as kind of repairing the ground that was kind of just a a complete mess. Um, And I think there is a willingness to... There's an understanding now between WWE and the fans again where it's not just like whatever Vince wants and if Vince wakes up one day and decides the day of the pay-per-view, I want it to go this way, that shit's not happening anymore, you know? Or if it is, it's a little bit more stealthy and a little bit more handled like we're not children and not idiots. So I think having that kind of transparency is so helpful Um, and has really helped him a lot. I do think the new car smell has definitely come off of Triple H. I think early on, the bar was literally at the Earth's core. Like, he could do no wrong. uh, He just had to not be Vince. Now he's been in the seat for a little bit. Now fans are going, okay, let's see where you're taking these pieces that you're repairing, these pieces that you're bringing in, and let's see what you can do with them. Um, The bloodline is excellent. The mid-card's really good. Bianca's had some of her best feuds, I think, in this in this stretch. Um, I agree. I think the SmackDown Women's Division is 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 an issue that still needs to be resolved. But I think I give the B B like a B grade for Triple H here. But I think we've all had this circled. I think this is you know it's 2023 Royal Rumble is where we start Mania season. This is the test. This is really where we see Triple H's vision. I think you can take those last few months that he's been booking as him kind of laying the groundwork for this Mania run. And again, the bar's really low because the Mania run last year, we saw the Royal Rumble, wasn't good. Things went off the rail so fast. This is the time to see like, okay, what has Triple H really got in mind for a WrestleMania event? And it starts here. So this is the most intriguing time of year as it always is in wrestling. Um, but especially now, uh, we're really going to be able to have a better idea of what kind of grade and, and how we feel about Triple H's booking, um, throughout this, right, uh, WrestleMania season. So that's, what's crazy, right? Like he had a last second SummerSlam booking. Yep. And that's really it. Like Survivor Series was cool, but I'm not sure if that's like a core four anymore. Like, it is more money in the bank now. It's trying to turn it back into a core four. Trying. But, like, the, the key stretch is Royal Rumble, Mania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. Everything outside of that is house money. You can kind of book it however you want. So now is when he has a B already. He could turn that B into a C or D. Shit goes left. He could turn that B into an A if he does right by this. So before we continue on, we'll talk Raw 30 real quick before we get into the Rumble predictions and everything. But this past week, AEW, tribute to Jay Briscoe. The tribute package itself was great. Yeah. Great job putting everything together. Tony, however it went down, 
because we'll find out in the summer when he's here on the desk again. Um, but him fighting to get the Briscoes on television, Mark Briscoe, all this is great. You know, I think he did right by his core fan base, which is an indie fan base. He's now the owner of ROH. Cannot ignore that. They meant a lot to that company. And I think the way he handled it, and you can never prepare for these things. It's horribly unfortunate. The way he handled it was done right. I mean, he hasn't missed in any of these situations. He doesn't have a Vince Owen Hart moment. No. Right? Like, there's the Brody situation. Being able to keep that under wraps. Respect to the family. How it was handled after Brody passed away. Brody's son being involved. Now, the Briscoe situation. He's proven, regardless of what he is as a booker, as the person who runs that company, he's very high strung. All that stuff. He's proven to be a good person. I'm not sure we can say the same about Vince McMahon. Because we can't. I mean, some people would. We wouldn't. We can't. But I don't think we have those qualms with Tony. There's stuff that he does right. There's stuff that he does wrong. Might be too friendly with his kid. But at the end of the day, if you're a good person, we figure the rest out. And sometimes it's just easier to work for a good person. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan seems like some somebody that people would like to work for. I feel like there's two different worlds with AEW and WWE where WWE is not... It's the corporate structure, but it's like the Vince and everybody else structure, and it's the boys' club, and it's very old school when Vince was there. It was a very old school mentality. Um, even when you talk about Raw 30, you know, a, the Bellas talking about the lack of, of recognition that went to the Bellas and the women's revolution in their package. It's a byproduct of the Vince era, right? Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good boys' club. It was wrestling that was built on stereotypes. It was we didn't have a black champion until 2019. I'm not counting The Rock. Um, so Kofi, it was women didn't have a real division until the 2010s. All that history made WWE a very different situation. It was like an uphill battle for like minorities in general. Whereas Tony Khan, funnily enough, remember when we first started, all elite whites. And, yeah. But now, like you look up and down the card, there's minorities everywhere. I mean, it's a different company for better or worse. It's kind of like how society has changed, like WWE's old mentality. And old mentality still works in some instances, whereas AEW is very PC, right? To a point where you could see, like, somebody like The Undertaker would probably look at AEW's locker room and, like, look at these snowflakes, right? And it could be taken derogatory or not. Depending on how you are as a business person, uh, friends don't always work well in business. Vince did well because he was so cutthroat. I mean, shit. <laughs> Bought the company from his dad and ate all the regions like Pac-Man. Just disrespected everybody that his dad was friends with. But it worked. It's good business. But going back to this uh, Jay Briscoe situation, I mean, yeah, unexpected death. Fought like hell, clearly, because the Briscoes weren't supposed to be on television, according to Warner. And you main event with Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. One, somebody's got to tell me how Mark Briscoe worked this match. I know people grieve differently. And sometimes it's best to go to work to get your mind off of it. Bury yourself in the work, right? But... Jay Lethal could barely keep it together. And I say I said this on Twitter. It's like, yeah, you can, you know, the finishes are predetermined, but the emotions that elicit out of people, these people give up their bodies to entertain us. And they lost a brother because pro wrestling is a frat like no other. There is no other industry where 
I always call it violent ballet because you know you're going to get hurt. Like, the end result is getting hurt. Whereas, like, the Hamlin situation in Buffalo was completely unexpected. Yeah, you bang pads together, but the finishes aren't predetermined. Like, this is acting with real stuntmen, stuntwomen, and real violence. And people die. And things, people get hurt. And things happen. And watching these, this frat come together for a fallen soldier, one of theirs, and have a match in his honor with his brother and the crowd cheering the, the way they cheer and like people who had tears in the crowd. It's, it's a different environment. And you can do nothing but give kudos to, to Tony Khan for that because he didn't have to. He could have just ran the video package and been done with it. But these two wanted to have a match and he was like, cool, sure. Whatever my plans are this week don't even matter. Yep. And I think that's, that's the best thing you can do in pro wrestling because those emotions are real. Like, the fans cheer are real. And if you looked on social media after that match, everybody was up in arms. Now, it ends with Mark Briscoe standing there. And then it goes to the Power Slap League. I said, you motherfucker. Like, what is wrong with y'all? I don't need the Power Slap League after this. I felt so disrespected. I was like, They, what? like, doubled the ratings for Power Slap League, by the way. Yeah, because it was a great <laughs> lead in. Everybody looked and should be like, thank you, dead man. And, uh, and, and Dana White's over here getting people CT unprotected. That's we had, it. People are still crying and shit. They don't got. They don't know where the remote is. No, nah, where, where's the remote? It seems people get smacked upside the head. Defenseless. We will talk about how Power Slap League is like the worst thing I've ever seen next week. But as a as AEW being a lead into that, and I'm sure Dale is like on fucking Friday. He's like, we won. You didn't win, bro. Like that. I did not need to see that. But I thought it was a tremendous match, tremendous show. And then Dynamite as a whole was a good show. It was. Um, it continues to be a good show. Cole, before I guess I talk about my feelings on Dynamite. Cole, what did you think of the tribute and the adjoining match? Yeah, just uh, all the props to uh, to Mark Briscoe. I mean, the him coming out, I, I think everybody was waiting to see, like, obviously see that match, but see this guy come out just, I mean, it's been a week since his brother's passing, and for him to come out... With the, with the strength that he did. I mean, if you were watching and had no idea what was going on, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known anything different. Um, he came out with the two belts and he looked like he was raring to go. Uh, I think the moment of the match for me was obviously Jay Lethal was having such a tough time keeping it together and props to Jay Lethal for um, being in that spot. And uh, obviously that was something that both men requested but to, to have this match together. Um, but for him to do that and to to pull through his emotions is uh, deserves all the kudos in the world. And I think the my favorite moment was even in those first couple minutes, he was still like like he was still crying and, and bawling. And he gets thrown in the corner and uh, and and Briscoe slaps him and kind of like brings him back into like wrestling mode. It's like and he's like, I want to go. You want to go? And Jay's like, I want to go. Let's do it. And it just kind of, you know, took the match into the into the next gear, and was like, okay, this is a wrestling match; it's on. Um, it's the beauty of of uh, of I mean, any kind of perfor- performance art, you know. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's art, and it's uh, it provides an escape for people. And uh, again, everyone goes through grieving different, and uh, and it's just a credit to to Mar- uh, to Mark Briscoe and his strength to to, to get through that. Um, is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, again, like anyone who's worked in television or anything like that, you know, there are so much, there's so much political bullshit that goes on backstage of why someone can or cannot be on television or why this goes this way or this works another way. Um, 
Tony could have stopped it at, we did it at the Ring of Honor show, untaped. We did it. We're putting it up on YouTube later. He could have stopped there. He could have stopped at a, showing a picture of him. But he fought for this. And if there's anything you can say about Tony Khan, uh, is that there is an authenticity about him that we definitely didn't see in the Vince era. Vince, Vince was Mr. Man his entire tenure. Uh, you know, the character was real to life. You know, at the end of the day, Tony has, uh, you know, when, when push has come to shove in many of these moments, he's shown a human element to it. We even going back to Regal and Regal wanting to, you know, uh, get out of his contract and, and go and, uh, and, and work with his son back in WWE um, and being understanding of all those things. So yeah, kudos to Tony Khan, kudos to that entire production. It was unbelievably well done. Um, and like you guys said, it was also a very good dynamite episode wrapped all around it. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's just, it's, it's hard, really hard to come up with words. I was, was shocked with like, like even like trying to like tweet, like how I was feeling about watching that match. And it was just like, there was no, there's just no words. Like it was just, it's one of those moments you'll never forget. And, and uh, we have to say, uh, it was Jay Briscoe's birthday. Yes. Mark's and birthday yes. was like the, the day before. after Jay died was Ugh. Mark's birthday. Like, this is the most harrowing week that you can imagine for that entire family. And, you know, this, while his nieces are still in the hospital, yep. while Mark's nieces are still in the hospital, mm-hmm. I, it, you call it, we call it performance art. You know, with the Hamlet situation in Buffalo, like, they still play the game and you're still playing for somebody, but this is choreographed, right? And it's like, Live television, keeping it together. In football, at least you have helmets on. Like, these guys are naked to the world, and they have to work this match and be violent with each other, even though they love each other. It's crazy to see that. And it's one thing, like, when people talk about wrestling's fake, I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. Wrestling's amazing. Not yet. It's as real as anything else. Um, On a pure dynamite side of things, I've been somewhat critical of, like, they just keep rolling random people in to dynamite. They do it a lot. Like, Tony does it a lot. Without explanation, I'll give them credit. I think they found a way to do it that at least makes sense to what I would assume would be a casual viewer. I know Timothy Thatcher. Like, it is what it is. I love his wrestling style. Him and Danielson are going to have a banger. But they're rolling in multiple people for Danielson. But they're making it make sense through the feud with MJF. It's multiple people to weaken Danielson. Smart. Darby Allen can wrestle someone different every week because it's an open challenge. He has the little notebook. He's damn near trying to kill himself, I think is the point of this. Yeah. So, like, he's, he's trying to take on the most dangerous people every week. It makes sense without me having to know anything about the other people you bring in. Oh, Darby Allen wants the most dangerous challenges. Whoever challenges him is super dangerous right now. There goes the story. Yeah, I don't got to know anything where they came from, what promotion. Uh, same thing, Brian Daniels, the guy comes from Japan, comes from here. I don't need to know too much about him because I know the story is between Daniels and MJF. Yeah. They're making the randomness make sense. Yeah. yeah. I am happy that they're going that way. Like, finally, because Tony for a long time just be throwing shit at the wall. Cool, just put it in the midst of the program and I'm cool. You found a good way of doing that. So I got to give him kudos if I give, you know, criticism when he does it wrong. I think you found like a good way to, to mix that in. I like the women's division right now. Um, you're only as good as your champion. I think Hater is proving to be a pretty good champion. 
I I don't even care that her and Britt Baker really haven't settled shit or that didn't go anywhere. I don't care. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. Um, fresh matchups for her. It got stale before with people. Everything's fresh for her. She can wrestle her ass off. I, I think they're figuring out a, a lot of stuff. Bucks are back wrestling every week. Tag division's cool. No no complaints with AEW right now. No, I feel like they're doing really well. There are there are certain things that the the, the most recent episode of Rampage was very confusing. And I'll I'll yeah. I'll give Tony a slight pass because the Briscoe situation. Yes. But the Eddie Kingston turn when people were like all in my mentions, like, well, it's been happening for months. I was like, look, man, Eddie Kingston is one of your most over people in the company. If an attack on uh, Ortiz is to happen. It should happen on Dynamite. In a bigger situation, it should feel more significant than, than what it was. And don't tell me I need to watch Dark and Elevation to figure out Eddie Kingston. You could tell me that about any other wrestler. That, but Eddie Kingston is a fan favorite. I think that booking has been very strange. Because it hasn't happened on television. Like, it kind of has. And people, you, you know, Eddie Kingston's Descent into Madness. I was like, okay, I get it to a degree. But the first to happen on Rampage, eh. The other thing was, I didn't know tag team matches counted towards Jay's record. I I didn't know this. Yeah, that makes no sense. Jay Cargo wins a tag match and goes, she's undefeated, 49 and no. I was like, wait, 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 hold on. What? I didn't know. Those were singles. <laughs> yeah. Very weird stuff. But for the most part, I think AEW has been rolling in a way that Takesha has been presented well. You mentioned Thatcher, Darby, and Joe are about to have their match. Um, the Ricky Starks stuff got weird for a second. I feel like I was intrigued this Wednesday. This Wednesday, I felt like they, 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 they got it back. Yeah, they, they got it back it on course. Because I was like, it was starting to go off the rails it a little was. bit. I feel but, like they're fixing it. Yeah. But I think cool. they're in a good spot. And as they're marching towards Revolution, which is about five weeks away now, five, six weeks away. Yeah, still that long. Yeah. Yeah. They have so much space in between their pay-per-views. And it was weird because like last summer, you had like Forbidden Door. Like you, had, there was like one after another in Ring of Honor. Now it's like it's just a big gap. Yeah. So they're, they're doing well with weekly television. I think MJF is, is, is great that he doesn't wrestle every week. I like this. I like what they're doing with it. I feel like AEW as a whole is on solid ground. They still have a Rampage problem. It could be the time. It just, they got to figure it out. I don't watch Rampage live. You don't so have it to. it doesn't bother me. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to. It's not like destination television. Like Dynamite is... I like I mute our group chat because sometimes I start late yeah. and I don't want y'all because y'all talk too damn much all the time and I'm like God damn it you spoiled it for me and I, I like surprise I don't like things spoiled for me and Dynamite is like appointment viewing Rampage is like I watch it Saturday morning yeah I watch Rampage sometimes before this show yeah. like the night before the show like and, I'll catch that shit five days later it doesn't even matter and WWE on the other hand which as we talk about Royal Rumble NXT is like cram television for me like I I won't watch for weeks yeah no I mean I catch up on that whenever. The Keita Lions just got injured, though. Again? Yes. She tore ACL. It's on I, her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm know not, what to I'm not say. sure like, if that's ever going to work out. Yeah. Uh, she's not a great wrestler. No, she's not. She's, she's just very thick. She just keep trotting her ass out there. Uh, <laughs> trotting she does. It is <laughs> it's quite, a, quite a sight to behold. V- viewership goes up when she goes out there. It's weird. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Making money, Cole. That's all they're here for. Uh, Making money. You know what it is. But uh, before we get into Rumble, Raw 30, Raw XXX, call it by his career. With a VHS tape. That's I, I was like, this is Raw porn. This yeah, is Pornhub. You know what they're doing. Get yeah, it? they knew. Get yeah. it? Get the joke? Get it? They'd yep. be like, this is how we used to watch kids. Learn something. Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I know yeah. all about that. Oh, my God. That was horrible. <laughs> nothing. No, and a quick aside, nothing is worse 
than having to watch VHS porn as a child. Oh, God, you had to fast forward through it? One, you got to, you always had to sneak and remember where to rewind it. Yeah, So you wouldn't get caught. Not like I had my own porn. Your pops pulled up and be like, hey. Hey, this is a completely different spot than where I left it. You couldn't do that. He wasn't even ass in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Dre! Shit. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta not roll it only back, roll watch. Back. They're just in an office. They're just having a meeting. They're just oh having a meeting. God. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. So you gotta rewind it. You gotta hide it back to where it was. Boy, and them big ass tapes. Like you gotta be a certain age to, to know this ride. Them VHS tapes because they were double X and they were triple X. Oh. And my pops used to get like the double X ones. And I like I go in the closet to get something and it just like fall off the shelf on yep. me. I'm like, oh, and be, the box was huge. Ginormous. I was like, why is this box so big? Ass was real life. Like between that and when you used to go to like Blockbuster, no, not even Blockbuster, Video Time in Vegas. It was Video Time and like I think Hollywood Video used to have a porn section. It was behind a curtain. Yeah. He used to go behind the curtain. And it was like, oh, and you walk <laughs> in, he's like, oh, shit. And you, but it wasn't all that fetish porn that you see today. No. Nah. It was like. Bone, bone, interracial. All right, which one you want? It's like, all right, cool. Now? Fam, you had like three options. It was like network television. Yeah, it was like. Of porn. (laughs) Like, you had three options. We ain't getting fancy. I don't care what you like. You better like this, this, or that. And you knew it. And it was weird. I don't want to get too much off the beat. But you knew knew everybody's name back then. Yeah, those real stars. Like, yeah, like Jake Steed. Yeah, not, anybody remember Jake Steed? <laughs> it's not OnlyFans people where everybody getting buck nah, naked. I was, it was like seven people. Yeah, yeah. In constant rotation on these big-ass boxes. They were stars in their own right. I always say Jake Steed because Jake Steed ended up on The Chronic 2001. <laughs> and it was like, when I heard that, like, <laughs> me and my wife both, we were like, is that Jake Steed? Jake Steed had cocaine on his intro. I'm going to go too far down the rabbit hole of Jake Steed porn. But Jake Steed porn had cocaine, the the singer, on doing the intro. And it was like Freaks, Holes, and Flows. And it was like 38 volumes of this shit. (laughs) The volumes, kids will never understand. Nah, they have no idea. What's what's a volume? Fam, do you understand how many viruses I caught on LimeWire trying to download (laughs) Booty Talk number 29? Not Booty Talk. Volume 29. (laughs) If you know, you know. Like, that, Napster and Livewire, Booty Talk, Volume 2. Booty Talk. I, Yo, they, they were not very creative with the names. No, either. no, but we take you in a time machine. Yeah, it was Mr. Marcus's Neighborhood. <laughs> it was booty Talk. You, you had to really, you had to really oh. sit through that, 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 you know, that two meg download speed. Yeah. So, like, wow. you're going like, all right, just got to hide, hide out for a couple hours. So just no That's one's got to know this is, this is being downloaded. Come Mom's on now. Mom's wondering why there's no phone calls coming through the crib. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing's working. No, Why is the internet calling. slow? Don't I don't you, know. Don't you, inter- don't you interrupt my American Online so I can finish downloading <laughs> this? I'm, look, last thing, because this goes to Raw 30. I remember the first time I, like, found one of them tapes and, like, put it on. It was, like, Heather Hunter and Ron Jeremy. Oh. And I was so confused. Like, as a kid, I was the like. pairing is so odd. I was like, she's so small. And he's so big and hairy. And then I, I met him at the porn convention. I met Ron Jeremy. And I was like. This is the first porn star I ever saw. <laughs> he was like, that's awkward. And I was like, yep. Shout out to Heather Hunter, though. She still looks pretty good. Heather Hunter? Yeah, Heather Hunter was a legend. Yeah, yeah, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, Hall of Famer. Oh, boy. I, to bring this back to wrestling, how mind-blowing is it that in the 90s, like your favorite WWE like women stars were butt-ass naked in Playboys? Oh, yeah. Sable. Like, how cre- like I couldn't imagine going... And uh, you can't pick up a Playboy anymore. I don't think they print anything, do they? But, like, go into, like, a Playboy website, and it's just, like, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, like, just 
yeah. willy nilly with the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah China recipes. But like I couldn't imagine like today's star. Do you know how much they would sell if they allowed Liv Morgan to do that? They just fired a woman for doing the equivalent. They used to send their stars over there. The Sable cover, I remember being like the craziest shit ever. Yeah, I mean, Vince was a horny man. He is. Like, listen. He is. He wasn't. He, he, he is. is. Like, I was, day. I was watching Royal Rumble 2000, I want to say, and they had the bikini contest with Lula Vachon and Ivory. And, I, like, you could tell who really didn't want to be there. Damn, Ivory was stacked. Yep. I just saw that. <laughs> but Ivory, like, she, like, her and Luna came out, and you could tell, like, they clearly, they wanted to wrestle. They didn't want to have nothing to do with this. And Jacqueline, who liked to wrestle, was Jacqueline had like, they were just too big, right? Yeah. And Jacqueline pulled up and had, like, the, the string thong on. And I remember watching it, and I was like, why didn't she win? And I was like, oh, this is Vince's vision. Like, the cat won. And I was like, oh, that's right. The cat, like, the king's ex. Yeah. I was like, why would she win? And it, it was, uh, Melina was in it, too. And I was like, wait a second. Who's cheering? And then it was God like. Bless Melina. It, it was weird, but you could tell, like, Vince was a horn dog, and he was, like, trying, he was trying to slut him out to Playboy. Like, Tori Wilson, like. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Stacey Keebler ended with, she ended with George Clooney yeah, and was like, forget won. about it. Yeah. Like, she, she won, but. But I get it for Clooney. I get it. Yeah, like, like Vince, you look at Stacey Keebler, it's like. It was it. like, hey, man. Like, Vince is like, I don't want y'all to wrestle. I want you to be whores. Vince was on some other shit. What a time. Yeah. So, Raw, Raw 30. 30. Now, we got, now, now we got Mattel deals that we got to honor. Yeah. And, and now we just no more only fans for anybody. Yeah, man. But you can still put XXS. XXX on a promo. For something of your company. Who, who uh, knows? Yeah. Everything's made up. The points don't matter. No. Nope. Whose line is it anyway? So, Raw XXX this past week. One of the best first hours of Raw. I think the ratings reflected it. It did like stupid numbers. Um, in years. Hogan's mic cutting off was perfect. Incredible. That's why I knew. Shit's about to be fire. Yeah. They started with Hulk Hogan. I was like, fuck, man. They're parading Hogan out here. His music messing up. His mic got cut. I was like, you know what? Whoever's back in production, you the real MVP. I don't, like, <laughs> poor Jimmy Hart. Like, he came out there. He had nothing to do. He's like, hey. And Hogan, they got him a new mic. And Jimmy, like, left. And I was like, they paid you for that? Oh, rolling in the dough. Well, it was a good first. Because, listen, before we talk about the Bloodline People's Court, which is incredible. What, like, what an incredible segment. I, I saw some people, like, didn't like it. I love the DX Kurt Angle segment. I thought it was it's hilarious. I thought it was fantastic. Them not mentioning anything and just rolling like it was normal. Like, because we everyone clearly knows, like, yo, this should be Billy Gunn. Right. He can't be here because AEW. And instead of just going out there by themselves like they did last time, like, yo, we're just going to troll and throw Kurt in there and act like nothing's wrong. It's so, like, meta. It's like, it's just great humor. It's like the shit you and Cole watch from the UK. Yeah. Where it's just, it's the original office where you just stare in the camera and you be like, you know, like this shit's funny. It's one of those things. And, and they played it perfectly. Them being old and just being like, I'm retired. Walking away from Gunther. Oh. <laughs> like, it's, it was There's, a great segment. I think Triple H's timing and sense of humor is underrated. He is really good at being, like, nailing things when it's supposed... I'll never forget. There was a match. They, like, Big Show had challenged him. This was, like, 2001 when Triple H was, like, full-on heel. And Big Show came out pissed off. Like, like just pissing vinegar and yelling. And Triple H came and was like, I'd love to challenge you, but no. And just left. And I was like, <laughs> it was great. Like, 
He has a tremendous personality, and that's it's a reason why DX worked for a lot of those years because he is legitimately funny. Very few things are funnier than him asking Kofi Kingston what happened to his accent. Oh my god! <laughs> like just <laughs> just call him out mid promo that the Jamaican accent was gone. Yo, that shit pops me every single time. Hunter's Hunter's great. That whole segment with that, like every and Gunther coming out with it worked. It and, led and, to the match. And they didn't have to hit their finishers on everybody and make anybody like dickheads like they did with the revival that year. Like, Shout out to Waltman. Yeah, they didn't have like, to do that. Oh, the only thing missing was me hitting a finisher <laughs> on a guy who has to go out there and make money next week. <laughs> like, you know? Good shit. Good, good shit. Like this raw 30, that stuff, that first hour was great. And Kurt yes. Angle, I mean, come on. Who knew when he first signed with WWF in like what was it ninety seven? Yep. Who knew that he would be this funny? And I thought he was gonna go full perk angle though. Oh, he looked ripped. Yeah, I thought he was ready for the for the Gunther smoke. He can't. He he <laughs> cannot do that. Oh God, he'll Kurt, kill himself. Don't save yourself. And you know what he thinks about it all the time. I got one more left in. I, I, I know he I, looks. No, at I promise you, he he looked at Gunther and was like, "We got one more." Yep. Like Mania, we can do it. Gunther would chop him. He just turned to dust. I would love to see. <laughs> Actually, Kurt he would, would just turn. like he would just like crumble in place. Well, like he, it he, would be like no. ragdoll physics, just oh, crumble. He turned to milk. Let's <laughs> the Kurt Angle would turn. To Fair, milk. Yes. great point, great point. Listen, he's a man of fine taste. He understands uh, oh, the classiness on. of a, a, a well placed glass of milk. No, stop. Uh, but no, that first hour was great. Bloodline stuff was great. I don't know what they had planned before for like the, tr- you know, tribal chief ceremony or whatever. But this was an amazing pivot. This, Jay is incredible. This is so good. Um, Solo just being the hired hand. Solo don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's the like, best. No, no questions asked. Man, don't smile for nothing. Man, nothing. he doesn't look interested. <laughs> he doesn't look disinterested. Zero until Roman gives him the word. Yeah, that's all he's waiting for. Arms crossed, chilling. Roman gives there, him the word. It's on site. It's most spike. There's something to be said for like uh, the bloodline had already like hit this level that I want to say it was right around the last mania that we were all talking about, you know, Roman Reigns, the bloodline, where does it rank as far as factions go? Where's this reign? Uh, where does Roman Reigns reign as champion? Uh, ranks in, you know, the plethoras of WWE history. And having, like, the bloodline, we all thought we saw peak, and the additions of Sami Zayn, and especially Solo Sokoa, where Solo Sokoa, like you guys are saying, he plays that role so perfectly where he is just the muscle. Roman Reigns needs someone to do his dirty work. And Jay and Jimmy, like, they got their own thing going on. They, it couldn't just be them. The additions of Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa uh, to to this faction has, a, a, it breathed new life into it. And it just, it was something going from, like, this top level of, like, you can't get any better than that. And it was like, oh, really? Watch, check this out. And oh my God, just and Jay coming to the defense of Sammy and Sammy's like face that whole time was like, you're, it was gripping. Yep. Yeah. It was gripping television. It was some succession shit. <laughs> it was amazing. These, these guys are putting like the second they come on the screen, it's just like, what's going to, what's going to happen. And we all think we know what's going to happen, but like the way that they're delivering it, it, it is so goddamn good. And it leaves us going like, okay, we, we feel like we know where we're going, but like, how do we get there? And they keep making those steps so interesting. And as part of what makes Saturday so interesting, what is the final test? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Well, hold on. The, the other great part of this is Paul Heyman basically referencing ECW through his promo. Yep. Guilty as charged. I was like, you son of a bitch. 
Paul Heyman, he's also great. The way he was going at Sammy and the way Sammy would look at him. And look, man, I, every time I see Roman in this role, I was like, and I, I think about the Rock and Roman at Royal Rumble, and I was like, boy, y'all, like, y'all knew you had this the day after Roman beat The Undertaker, and he just sat there in silence, just let himself get booed. Yep. And was like, it's my yard now, and they refused to turn him heel. Like, this dude is tremendous. Incredible. Wise man. Incredible. And, and everyone, <laughs> the pop he gets, and it's crazy, it's for being a uber mega heel. Such a great catchphrase. Easy. City's name. Pause. Acknowledge me. And everyone goes crazy. It's nuts. Crazy. He is- and it's just, oh my God, it's, it's so good. Everything is so well done. Hey, let's be real. This heel turn has turned his acting career into something now. Like, mm-hmm. before I was like, I don't know what he's going to do after he wrestles. Now, oh, I guarantee he's going to be an action star. He'll follow in the footsteps of Cena and The Rock and everybody else. When he's done wrestling the only, the only, and Batista, he'll, he'll carry on with the wrestling because he's good at this shit. The only thing I'll, I'll say, I swear, like, the, the music loop is like a minute and a half. And he takes about eight years to get to the ring. And we just hear that that same music loop, that minute and a half loop. And it's like, there's no lyrics. There's nothing to go along with it. I'm like, can we get this man a new song or something? Just like something with a little bit like to, to help us out. Cause just like, especially those long ramps. He's I got love like, it. Te- it's like Undertaker. The keys. Ding, 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 oh man. Yeah. Yo, that shit's so dope. It's, it's lit. Everything oh, about the presentation, Roman Reigns, is great. And we had the tag match, which we'll talk but Sammy stepping in, yeah, helping Jay retain the titles. This, and I've been saying this from start, yes, people want to see Sammy Zayn win the Rumble. We'll give our predictions. Um, all that good stuff. But it comes down to this story has always been Sammy and Jay's story. It's never been Sammy and Roman's story. Sammy and someone on Twitter mentioned this, and they're so right. He's not Sammy Reigns. That's right. not the... He is Sammy Uso, is what they call him. It's always been about those two and him being one of the brothers of the group. Roman Reigns is like, do you want to be the tribal chief? He kind of brings like Sammy into his thing. It's always been about Sammy and Jay. Jay hating him and wanting to push him out and kind of taking Jay's spot as the right-hand man and then Jay finally accepting him. From the beginning, it was a Sammy and Jay story. It should end as a Sammy and Jay story. I understand how over he is and everything. From the beginning, this is what it was. They told you what it was. There's been ups, downs, everything else. He's super over. I get it. It's between Sammy and Jay. Yeah, but sometimes you got to strike when the iron's hot. And this is one of those situations where it's like, yes, I, we said on the show, I was like, the WrestleMania match to make is the Usos versus Owens and Zayn. Give me a ladder. Let Give them me kill a ladder. It. Let them kill each other. Yep. The problem now is, is that Sammy's so over that it's going to overshadow Cody and Roman. I, I'm not, Cody's in a tough spot. And it's through no fault of his own. Him getting hurt kind of aided to this. Him getting hurt kind of also helped it, right? Because... I think he would have staled out before the Royal Rumble if he was still around. But Sammy's like nuclear right now. And that was always a story, but the story is now becoming like, well, if you're going to beat Roman, you got to be super over. Yeah. And Sammy's never held this title. 
and I know this is like Cody's thing, but there's a chance. This is why they have to keep Sammy out of the Royal Rumble if Cody's going to win. Because if you eliminate Sammy, that crowd's going to shit all over the Royal Rumble. No, if the right person eliminates Sammy, it's fine. Mm, I don't know. If Sammy and Solo, say your final three, and damn, we're getting into the Rumble. But whatever. If your final three is Sammy, Solo, and Cody, Sammy looks at Solo like, yo, we're getting him out of here. And Solo spikes Sammy and throws Sammy out. That messes up the story. Sammy, for whatever happened before in the Roman's match, Roman match, maybe he gave Sammy something, Sammy fucked up. Roman got in his ear and was like, yo, take him out. Cool. Sammy's out of there. Roman made the call. Cody eliminates Solo. Cody has to go through Solo if he's getting to Roman, no matter what. Because that's the only thing that's going to establish him as a main credible person between Rumble and Mania. You've protected Solo. He is so great, whooping everyone's ass. He is the, the final level to get to Roman. The feud for Cody, if he wins, has to be Solo Sokoa, no matter how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he know has to eliminate Solo. We'll go more in depth in the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Sometimes you got to listen to the crowd. Like, whatever they're planning for Cody better be good. Yeah. Because, they, because to insert Cody into this bloodline thing, because look— the bloodline doesn't really include anybody else outside of the bloodline. Like, no. Kevin Owens is an extension of Sammy. Cody's, like, out there. Mm-hmm. And if you throw him in there, he's still not part— Like, the bigger story is still Sammy and the bloodline. Yep. So, they, they, are, they got a lot of work to do. I'm not saying they can't pull it off, but yeah. if, there, if there was a time to pivot, I'm kind of like, mm, you might yeah, want to do it now. you could pivot. But if you're going with Cody, it has to be Cody and Solo. Solo is his entrant into that storyline. Because Solo doesn't have a feud. He just fucks everybody up. I don't want to see Cody and Solo, to be honest with you. Oh, he, he has to wrestle Solo at I don't want Solo Elimination lose. Chamber. No, no one does. But if you're going to build Cody, that's the only way. There's other ways, but I don't want Solo. Nah, nothing else that makes him instantly credible. Yeah, but then you sacrifice Solo when you don't need to. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Solo got to lose sooner or later. Um, but no, nah, that was Raw 30. And then they ended up having time troubles and cutting the women's cage match. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, I'd like to see that rebooked. Yeah. Maybe I mean, next Monday. I don't know. I don't, the, the big appeal was there hasn't been a women's cage match on Raw in 19 years. Yeah. Of all the things that get cut, though, like, listen, I you, love... You can't the, have a short cage match. I love the Street Profits and Seth Rollins, but that match didn't need to be two segments long. Yeah. The six-man tag didn't need to be two segments long. There's other corners to cut, and that's why the optics of it were so bad. Like, and then you obviously have, the, you know, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella saying their piece on yeah. social media... And part of it is blind spots. The other part of it is a history. There's this history of women in pro wrestling, well, in the WWE specifically. So when something like this happens, you have this big annual show, and the one match you cut is a steel cage match between two of your biggest women stars. And the match that I just mentioned was kind of a throwaway match. You could have cut that match down and let those women rock in that steel cage match. It's kind of fucked up. So they got to find a way to fix it. But that ship is sailed. Some people are already just like, fuck them. They don't care about the women like that. They'll always feel that way. Yeah, I think you had another women's segment, the Charlotte one, probably, and Bianca one. I, I didn't need that at all. No, I didn't need the match. Like, Sonya um, Deville just gets nerfed again? Yeah, so why, she's really not credible for Charlotte. No, like, she's so, not credible at all. No, so it's just, it, it's weird. I, I could have went without that match. Even if you have a Charlotte-Bianca I could have went without Bianca and Charlotte being chummy in the ring. Yeah. That moment, I was like, ugh, this is gross. Yeah, and it wasn't really chummy. It was kind of like a, a caddish. Yeah, no, but it's, I don't. Look, I, before I said the mania match to make is Bianca and Charlotte because it's the only horse one that Bianca hasn't knocked off. 
But now we got Goody Two Shoes Charlotte out here, and it's like, this is I don't want this. Bianca fell for it. She had a side eye towards her the whole time. Yeah, well, they ain't working each other at Mania, so no. But it's one of those things where I didn't need that match. It probably could have went in there, but you can't have short cage matches. No. So you looked at it, and I was like, if we're gonna have this cage match, it has to be a banger, and they got to get like twenty minutes. We can cut and trim a lot of stuff, but can you trim twenty minutes off of everything? And it was like, probably not. Do we want to give them a ten minute cage match? People are gonna shit on us. So you just kind of got to cut the game match. It was the biggest amount of time. And then it allows you to extend everything else. It's just television-wise. It's just like, yo, we can change five things to accommodate one, or we can change one thing and then just extend everything else. Like, it, yeah. it just makes sense. Um, I just want to still see the match. Yeah, I think we all do. So if they have a moment and a spot at the Royal Rumble, and Becky's like, oh, you thought this was over? We're going to run this back. So whether it's, it should be on Raw to give it that same 19 years since thing. They should just find a way to run that back. It's time to get into the Rumble, though. It's... I, I don't even know what number Royal Rumble this is. Do they number mm. these? It, no. It's been around for a while. I think 90... This is... 1990? No. 87 or 88? 88. 88? So this okay. is 25 years. 35 years. 35 years. 35 years. Yeah. The 35th Royal Rumble. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a nice, yeah. solid number behind it. I saw Jim Duggan, first winner ever. Yeah, that's, that was... like <laughs> They did it, and it was just like, oh... Like, historically speaking, Hacksaw Jim Duggan winning the Royal Rumble is like, ugh. Yeah. And then it was like, let's retcon all that and let's make it mean something. And they started making it. It was Hogan and Flair and so on and so forth. But Hacksaw, yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's like the worst trivial pursuit question ever. Like, yes, a kid. Now, who won the first Royal Rumble? They'll be like, Ric Flair. No, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Who? I used to love Hacksaw Jim Duggan, though. Two by four. I was not. A oh, no. Nah. You are so goofy. I like didn't. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, as a kid, I was like, he's got a block of wood. Like, of all the things he's going to... Beat the shit out of somebody with a block I of wood. No, but it was, like, it was like... Hack, there was like... I remember yes, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like, walk. Jake the Snake. And I was like, yeah, why don't you just beat the snake with the, the wood? That makes sense. He didn't, though. No. And I hated his finisher. he'll hit people. With the, the, the three-point stance, like, shoulder tackles. Like, oh, stuff. he did do the three-point stance. Cut that shit out. And he won the Royal Rumble? Yeah, man. <laughs> Not a Hacksaw Jim Duggan fan. All right. So this year, definitely be better than that. Um, let's go through the card... And we'll give our thoughts and everything on the f- entire Royal Rumble. Let's start Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Oh, they, they've put them, to me, this is rock and hard place booking. Because I, can't, I say it every week, it, the Uncle Howdy, Bray, it's losing steam. It's getting to the point where if they don't nail this, it's, it's after Raw 30, it's losing steam? Yes. That taker moment. That was a taker LA moment. Knight. Incredible. It was, it was not. Moment. It was a no, great moment. The, the Uncle Howdy thing is losing. The passing a, the torch. Bray I, came out. Doug, huge pop. Stop. The Uncle Howdy thing is really becoming a sore spot in here because you have to reveal him sooner or later. Sooner or later. And he has to be part of whatever it is. Yes. And then the bell has to ring. If he's, is he, because at first I thought it was just going to be a split personality. Now yeah. he's an actual character. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of, I don't, I don't like. I'm when, not sure if the character has to wrestle. Bray has to wrestle. I mean, they've had Uncle Howdy hit people. With, like, first of all, Uncle Howdy is a stupid name. But that's neither here nor there right now. 
The mask looks ridiculous. They, I like the mask. Of course you do. I don't. I don't. I'm not a like fan of this, like, Alexa Bliss involvement right now. Slowly. Because you got to fix what happened with you and Bray Wyatt a few years ago at WrestleMania for this to, to work. But then the other part is, if you're going to get, like, this evil edge back, and then you're just going to lose to Bianca, whatever you were supposed to be, it's kind of already got nerfed. The only way they can really get out of this is if she gets DQ'd or... I, I don't know what they're going to... They have to be really creative with this. I, and then the other part is, as much as Alexa is a good character wrestler, when you stand her next to Bianca and watch them work, Shit. there's like two different levels of worker here. Like, Bianca's physical and strong and athletic. Not to say that Alexa's not a good wrestler, but her offense just doesn't look like it can do anything to Bianca. So they have a hard... This is a hard match for me to watch. Hence the mythical shit, right? Like, it gives her that that different suspended, suspending belief. But the key is, is that she hasn't joined Uncle Howdy yet. She's having this, like, identity but crisis. You can't just get rid of it after this. No, I'm not saying you get rid of it. I'm saying... You can lose because you're not with Uncle Howdy yet. You're not full, mythical, magical, blah, blah, blah. So is Uncle Howdy the leader of this shit? Yeah, of course. He's the puppet master. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> well, we're back in Carry the front on. house, so they're trying to fix Bray. Which means we're probably going to get the Fiend. Which, cool. That's how that got to roll, right? We, well, and like, Uncle Howdy, it seems like his master plan is to make sure people remember how powerful they were when they were dark. So with Alexa as well. Like, yo... You were so great as that character. Bring the darkness back out. Bray, I gave you Sister Abigail to bring the darkness back out of you. We don't like this. I'm thankful to be back shit. Come back to the funhouse. Like, it should end in Uncle Howdy being revealed as the person who created the funhouse. He created all these characters. He's the reason why they're so evil. He unlocked this evilness in them. And then you bring in maybe some other people around it and give him a stable. I don't want to. He's just a puppet master behind. I don't want to stay I don't know what to, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. That's what it's going to that's, that's why I'm saying it. Call, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you go here real quick. If, if Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy, like there's... They're once, never going to call him Bo Dallas. But we are because we'll know who it is. Once the veil gets lifted, like then the story really begins. Like they've been treading water since Extreme Rules with this. And it was entertaining at first, but as the weeks go by, I'm like, where are we going with this? So you... And now you have a Lights Out match sponsored by Mountain Dew. Uh, you got to try that. You got to stick the landing. If you mess up this landing, you're going to blow it. Because every time you do something with Bray, it's built around story and not in-ring. And if the match stinks, like the House of Horrors match at WrestleMania, like if it ends up being a stinker, it blows up this entire story. Sure, but we've also seen the him and Cena match that didn't end up being a stinker. Like, that's just, it is what he... the, The WrestleMania cinematic match? Yeah. That doesn't count. I'm just saying, it is what it is with him. He brings this aspect to the company. This is why he didn't hit the indies and like go anywhere like crazy because you need this insane production value behind this character. What he is is a long-term storytelling character. You don't rush him into shit like McMahon did because you're going to blow it by going too fast and there's like, what else is there? Wait, there's a difference between long-term storytelling... And treading water. Like, in a, in a show that you was like, they could have ended this at episode 10, and now I got five more episodes to watch. Yeah. I'm treading water. I feel like they've reached the part where it's like, you got to wrestle sooner or later. And at first it was cool, but now it's like, mm, I don't I don't know. Cole, what, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, Bianca Belair wins. She's not losing. No, no, she's wins. winning. And I think it reminds 
Alexa. Alexa fully breaks. Maybe beats her up afterwards. It goes full Uncle Howdy. I, to be clear, I didn't like Alexa in this ever. So they bringing it back. They the her and Bray melt face. I didn't like it when it started. I didn't like it when it ended. I don't like it starting again. So I have to preface it with all that. I never liked it. So it's them going back to it, I didn't like it. Cole, what are your thoughts on the match in this? this yeah. Everything? I, think, I think as far as the, and, and this hovers over the entire pay-per-view because obviously we have the, uh, the pitch black match and, and Alexa Bliss here going against Bianca. I think with any of these stories with Bray, I think where it gets lost sometimes is it's the, the lack of, or at least the understanding of the stakes that are at play here. Like what is at stake? Like what is, what is this faction going to do? Right. What is their purpose? What is Alexa going into that faction? You know, the who, what, where, and why there's a lot of that stuff that is in such a gray area. And I feel like we've been like stalling to get to this point so that we would hopefully get a payoff for some of this stuff towards WrestleMania. But I think that's, what's really hurt. The story is we introduced a lot of elements and, before we can even get the ball rolling, we don't know what the purpose is. They're just a mystery, right? And at some point, like when that starts, it's like, ooh, who is this? What is this mystery? And like, what is this? I don't know what this is, this mystical figure, Uncle Howdy, what is he? You can only get away with that for so long before your audience starts going, okay, but why? What's going on? What's the point of this? So I think that's why a lot of this is lost steam. And I think I'm really hoping that throughout this pay-per-view since really this this part of the story is going to get two matches that we're going to see some real progress here and really understand who was Uncle Howdy, what's the purpose of Uncle Howdy, does he control the Firefly Funhouse, fun does Alexa Bliss crack and, and join, you know, this faction? What, what are the answers there? Um, ultimately, in this match, Bianca's got to win. There's no way she can be dropping the title here. Um, I think she's got to go into Mania as champion. Um, but post-match shenanigans are going to be occurring. And I can't say Uncle Howie's going to appear here. Maybe he like appears as like a little vignette. But no, I have a better idea for him in the pitch black match. But uh, um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And we've got to get some answers here on Saturday. So now what do we get in the pitch black match besides Endless Mountain Dew? Well, that, that's what I would like. You know, Skip Bayless would love some Diet Mountain Dew. Yes, yes, he would. Uh, Baja Blast, the goat flavor of Mountain yes, Dew. Yes, once upon a time, only at Taco Bell? Only at Taco Bell. No, it doesn't even, it don't hit the same out the bottle. You yeah. got to get it from the fountain at Taco Bell. Yeah, so that's what we need. We need a Taco Bell in the pitch black match. and They, they need to wrestle at Taco Bell. Um, I, dog, I don't know, man. And that's I, good. At least we don't know. Yeah, I know, but... Historically speaking, sometimes these don't end up well because we get these very quirky matches with Bray Wyatt and they don't turn out to be so great. But I, it's like, this, I keep saying this, LA Knight is the biggest star coming out of this situation. Like, he's over right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to you. It's great. But he's suppo- I guess he's supposed to lose here unless Uncle Howdy costs Bray because Bray won't go to the dark side in a pitch black... I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna say LA Knight wins because Bray won't commit to doing whatever heinous act you do in a pitch black match. Yes, <laughs> I mean you have to see the people. So sooner or later we got to figure out how this pitch black match isn't going to be pitch black. 
So maybe the lights go on and off. Great. Epilepsy. Yeah. <laughs> Fan <laughs> warning beforehand. I, I don't know how to swing it, but I, I think that's like the natural progression of it. But I think, unfortunately for you, we're going to get more convoluted more than we're going to get answers. Well, that's, that's bad. I think they bring in a tag team. Um, what's his face from ROH is still teasing it. The dude with the locks. He was very uh, mythical himself. Forgot his Ooh, name. Vincent? Vincent. There's man, Vincent and another on, dude. Stop. Uh, I think uh, we get more of a Wyatt family vibes. So I think Bray. You can torments. never try to even, like, especially with, Bro- with, with Brody gone. I like, you can't even touch that. No, but I think Bray, Bray can have another faction. Wow. I don't. I don't think that's the end all be all of factions. I don't. I don't think you call them the Wyatt family, obviously, but I, I think that's where we go. So this pitch black stuff is really just going to end up with the lights cutting on and all three of them being there. Maybe a evil Alexa, depending on where it is yeah. on the card. But they're all in there with La Knight, and La Knight loses because of that. And I don't. I don't even know how you win. I don't know if you win by pinfall submission. They may just abduct LA Knight and bounce, and that'll be the end of the match. It Does might that, just end on a cliffhanger. So the question now becomes, and then Cole will get your prediction. If like if something similar to your scenario plays out, it just makes LA Knight a bigger baby face. Yeah, LA Knight's over. He's a made man. But he's a heel. Sure. I don't know what he is in this. He is made however you want to go. The catchphrase is money. He's money. Maybe his next feud determines that. He's going to come out of this looking great no matter what you do with bray there's only one possible loser in this whole scenario Bray. bray is not alexa because really she's just toiling about since losing the doll and the character she's been a tag team champion but oscar is really the the carrier of that crew and they were both under bianca so she hasn't sniffed the main card without this character since alexa can only be boosted in this scenario or be in her same exact spot. The only one that hurts is Bray Wyatt. Hmm. He's the only possible loser here. LA Knight's going to be fine. The catchphrase is crazy over. He's done great in this feud. His next feud's going to be amazing. Wherever you want to go. I'd love to see him versus Gunther. If he is a babyface or a tweener, Gunther needs something going into Mania. If you don't give him like, you know, some like a big bat or something. But him, LA Knight, LA Knight chop him down on the mid card. Mm-mm. On the mic? No. Put it there. Oh, Gunther hates people who have catchphrases and yeah. all this shit. No. Get, like, slide him right in there. I'd be fine. LA Knight's going to be great leaving this. Um, Bray Wyatt's the one where it's like, all right, what are we doing? And you got to develop some sort of feud for him going into Mania. Unless he fights Uncle Howdy. Oh, gross. Anyway, Cole? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's got to be... The ending to this is going to be something convoluted. And and again, we don't really know what a pitch black, a Mountain Dew pitch black that is, <laughs> uh, matchup. Really, like, what are the rules? Like, how does one win? Is it pinfall and submission? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I I need some. Hold on. Let me uh, let me quench my thirst here real quick. Is he drinking a Mountain Dew? I think he's drinking uh, a Mountain pitch Dew black pitch black. black. Like, <laughs> that pitch black taste. You know what? I'm inspired. This is going to be a great match. That's all I could say because the power of Mountain Dew pitch black. Are you pandering to, for the sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow they sponsored Cole in the background. Anyways, this is not an ad. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I've got nothing. Um, How I really did that taste? Drink some of this. 
you know, it's not bad. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's soda. It's, it's sugary berry something. I don't know. It kind of tastes okay. like grape soda. It's okay. Oh, that's not of bad. Course. Um, I'm but a anyways, for I think, grape soda. So here's, uh, so two things. I think one LA night, like, ends up getting out of this without really losing. Like, if anything, it's going to be Bray loses via DQ, but we advance his story somehow, some way. Again, I don't know what it is because I don't know why they're here. I don't know what Uncle Howdy's goal is. But two things. One, it's sponsored by Mountain Dew. So really what there should be is there should be a Twitch stream that starts right as this match starts. And it's just Uncle Howdy with a headset just watching the match. That's it. And just like really just, you know, get that gamer angle in there. And two, is there any chance this is a cinematic match? No. Here's why. No. You can't do a cinematic match with like 50,000 people in the crowd. Remember, keep in mind, cinematic match with Cena happened because Thunderdome. Yeah. Every Bray Wyatt match has had these weird stipulations has been in front of a crowd has stunk. No, him and Danielson. But there was was no stipulation. It, yeah, was, it was it was a strap match. A strap match. But that's that's a normal. St- I'm talking about the wacky shit. Oh, the wacky shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, you can't do it. You can't him do it. versus Orton on the farm. Was that a pay per view or a Monday Night Raw? I don't Where know. Where he burned down the shit. But that sucked too. That was better than the maggots on the mat. But it still sucked. It wasn't great. So I'm um, like, I think of the Royal Rumble. If you want to take the fans out of the show, do a cinematic match for like 20 minutes and have them sitting there in a stadium watching a jumbotron. For a match they don't understand. I think it's very dangerous to do cinematic in an arena full of people. Yeah. Even if it's like half. Because I've seen them do like half cinematic matches and then you cut back and like they start coming down to the ring. You could get away with that. Like when Darby... Well, no, that, there was... We were in the pandemic with Darby and Sting, yeah, right? Yeah, Darby and Sting was different. But then they had like a ring like in yeah, the warehouse. Yeah, No, but I've seen like people start back, like the cinematics backstage... And then it ends up leading them down the ramp. That, that makes sense. Like you end in the ring and kind of get people like more involved again. You just can't do a full cinematic. Match. No, but and if it's pitch black, you can start at pitch black. Like um, it was an empty arena, but like Mankind Rock. Yeah. Where you get like different places. Like you can do some shit in the back. Impact just had it. It was um, like a, a pitch black match. It wasn't sponsored by Mountain Dew, but... But that, but, it was Sammy versus Moose. But, it's, it, but Impact, much smaller venue. Easy yes, to get yes, away with exactly. this stuff. We're, they're doing it. They're doing, they're doing the Alamo Dome. Where are they doing? Uh, yep. Alamo, Alamo Dome. How many people is that place shit hold? Ton. Like, a if, lot. A shit ton. And if you've ever been to a live event in a very big arena or stadium, you can't hear nothing. Nothing. It tunes out so quick. So if I'm like sitting in section 400 in the nosebleeds, I'm trying to squint my eyes. Look, you're going to take everybody out of the match. So no, it's... This should not be a cinematic match. Even though I've never watched one in a dome, I've only had open air, and the you know the, the sound travels escapes. up. You can't hear anything. But in the dome, it might just echo back down. Mm, I'm no. not sure how that works. We didn't hear like when we went to SummerSlam at Allegiant. It was very hard to hear. Yeah, backstage stuff. So all that to say is to answer your question, Cole, I don't, I don't think so. No one knows how this goes. That's one thing we know that no one knows. And then Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I mean, Roman's got to win. The story is the story, not the winner of this match. How does Sammy get involved? How does the bloodline get involved? Is this the proper steps of getting Sammy and Kevin back together? Because now the real story has become, because if we all think it's Sammy and Kevin getting back together, it is that, what is the tipping point for these two? One of the questions that I had, and I 
I wasn't necessarily sure of. I was like, they were get, they've been getting physical with each other a lot. And I thought they would keep away from each other because of the respect. But then I was like, well, they beat the shit out of each other for years. So why not, right? So what is the tipping point? Is it Kevin's getting destroyed and then Sammy can't stomach it anymore? Is it Sammy blowing the match for Roman or nearly blowing the match for Roman? That's the story. And I don't know how it comes about. But yeah, Roman's got to win. He has to. But Kevin has to come out looking great. And the foundation has to be laid because now we're three months away from WrestleMania. We got to start laying the foundation, but we got to do it very carefully because three months is still a long time to get to Mania. And then are they still doing Elimination Chamber? Yes. For what? Women's title shot for the other one. Okay. So... The men's elimination chamber because it's per- it has no point. No, I, I don't know what a men's elimination chamber will look like. I know one year they did tag. Yeah, um, I don't want that. There's too many people stuck in them little pods. It looks stupid. It, it was a little weird, but Kofi crushed it that year. By the way, like Kofi that was that was a fun like New Day had like a great match in there. Um, that could be a way to do like Owens and Zayn getting a title shot. Even though I don't think you need to explain it that way. Um, yeah, but I think the women's match is really what carries that elimination chamber, which could throw a curve in my prediction for the women's right. Royal Rumble because now where, in my mind, one person should win it, there's a whole other avenue right. for that person to get in. So maybe a better avenue? I don't, I don't know. All that to say is Roman wins, LOL, and then we try to figure out how this is going to bring Sammy and Kevin back together because that's... It feels obvious. I don't think. This is one of those things, like, Tony Khan does this very well. Tony's like, this is what y'all want. I'm not going to hide it for too That's long. That's it. We're just going to get there. WWE can try to get cute with it. They don't really need to. They've done a good job thus far. I just want to see how they progress the story now. Cool. Yeah, what is what is Sammy's test? That is the big question. And uh, I, I wonder if it's going to happen during the match. Are we going to have a wonky finish? I don't anticipate that. I think Roman eventually wins. But, you know, is it going to be a case of, you know, all right, Sammy now beat the shit out of Kevin. We've already kind of done that. Does Sammy have to pull some kind of special diversion to help him win? I mean, Roman's Roman's won plenty of different ways by getting plenty of different help from the Usos, Solo Sokoa. So I would anticipate a finish similar in that vein. But I wonder, like, what is the post-match going to look like? And... Because I don't think it just ends with Roman Reigns winning. I think he's going to probably grab a mic and start yelling at Sammy for a little bit. But uh, I don't think that's where Sammy's story ends uh, on this night. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Now, if there was ever a time to really challenge this situation, I don't know if you do it. But what means more to Kevin Owens than anything else? Title. It's a prize fight. No, his son. Owen. Owen. Could there be something involving Kevin's family at some point? Because Sammy's totally fine beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. But is there a way, like, to integrate Owen or into this story? Because there's got to be a bridge too far that Sammy can't cross. Beating up Kevin's easy. Messing with the kid is not. And I know it's like family stuff gets really strange in pro wrestling sometimes, but sometimes it works. 100% could. You know where Elimination Chamber is? Where? Canada? Montreal, Quebec, Canada. 
So it, it's, it's very possible. Very interesting. That the hometown of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being the next pay-per-view location could bring his family into question. I mean, it is very, very possible. That is, if it's Elimination Chamber in Montreal, that, that would have to be where, if it's a tag match with the Usos, the foundation, it has to be right there. Like that's, because there will be no bigger pop than Kevin and Sammy getting back together at Elimination Chamber. No. Whatever you do with Sammy, it happens there. Yep. Because that crowd is going nuts. Oh, they're going to lose it. Yeah, whatever whatever, whatever, whatever happens in, in any of that match, just high voltage everywhere. It's just going to be nuts if it's in Montreal and the family's involved. I don't know. This story doesn't end here. I, I'm so interested to see wow. what the test is and, and where, where it goes. That means Montreal Elimination Chamber is the most significant location as a character since CM Punk wrestling Cena at Money in the Bank in Chicago. Ooh. These things happen. Could be. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, <laughs> the perfect storm. Yes. It's like they landed on Money in the Bank being in Chicago for Punk's last match. They're landing on Elimination Chamber. Like, Vince would have completely missed this. And we'll get to the Rumble. But if Cody wins and is going chasing Roman Reigns, they might boo in the high hell in Montreal. Oh, they would murder him in Montreal. <laughs> but the crowd might be like, fuck but you, Cody. Chicago Go became crazy. his own character in yeah. Punk versus Cena. Like, Montreal would be its own character if Owens and Zayn are involved. If you get Owens and Zayn back together on some like hug shit oh. in front of that Montreal Dude, crowd, it's gonna be tears. They're like insane. Wee 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 wee. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it's. By the way, Cole has an amazing Montreal accent, but he, when he wants to break it up, his, his Canadian oh. accents are phenomenal. But yeah, French Canadian. It's, it's uh couldn't script it any better. No. No. So that's why they have a pay-per-view. I don't know who's going to be in the chambers, but yeah. I'm going to tell you the main event is going to involve Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns in some capacity. I mean, there's always the possibility, as we start talking about tonight, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumbles. There's always the possibility that WrestleMania could end up being a triple threat with Cody and Sami against Roman. Could? <laughs> but, that's, but Cody's getting nerfed by the crowd so, in that situation. Oh, horrible. I would say... One, Sami Zayn's going to fuck up before he even gets to this final challenge on Saturday. Uh, his other challenge is to stay away on Friday. Yeah. There's zero chance he stays away. Kevin Owens going against Solo Sokoa. Solo's going to try to kill him before he gets to Rome. So I think Sami comes out, maybe tries to spare Kevin, and like the eyes are there again, right? Then Saturday, he has a final challenge. I think he fucks that up some form or fashion. I, I think... The number one match coming out of Saturday for me, I think Roman retains. Yeah. Maybe they try to beat the shit out of Kevin even more. All of them. Sammy stops them. I think Sammy's still borderline with them. I think the main event for Elimination Chamber doesn't involve Roman in-ring at all. I think he says, you know what, Sammy? I told you you had one more challenge. After everything plays out on Saturday, you're the one to take out Kevin Owens. Sammy Zane, Kevin Owens, one-on-one -on -one main events yeah. in Montreal. That that that's kind of where I figured that this that that challenge and then the bloodline fucks them both up. Maybe <laughs> very possible, but I, I figured at some point because the best thing about Sammy and Kevin is they're one on one matches, hundred percent. And while we, it's like we have we've had them, but we haven't had them like PWG, Ring of Honor, like, like damn near kill each other. For we the haven't had to that. come back. Yeah, love to come back. And Roman setting it all up and only like beating each other damn near near death, only to be like. 
we're jumping both of y'all in so front yeah. of Montreal. Uh, you're, you're selling, you're printing money. Those two headline in Montreal against each other. The, the only problem, the, the only issue now is like when you have these theme pay per views because now your main event is not an elimination chamber match. Yep. But I'm sure they as long can. as you only have one, you don't need a men's and women's. If you just do the women's, open with the chamber, normal pay per view, main event with this, I'd be okay. You could probably get away with it. All right, let's do these Royal Rumbles. Women's Royal Rumble match up first. Do they have 30 women? 30 women. Do they have 30 women? Every year we ask the same question. Yeah, uh, on, honestly, honestly, they're closer now than they ever <laughs> have been, been with any of these Rumbles. Last yeah. year, it was like, who the hell's going to be in this thing? Because, like, I mean, now that they've, that Triple H has brought so many people back from NXT, like he, he really has kind of filled out that roster a little bit for a Women's Royal Rumble and doesn't have to rely as much on... You know the 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 uh, the women of the past coming through. I'm sure we'll still have some of those. You know, we could have a Michelle McCool spot again. We could have. Uh, will Molly Holly show up again? Probably. I don't know. Every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> uh, is Ronda going to be in the Royal Rumble? Yes. Oh, good question. Who eliminates Ronda? It's a very good question. Ronda ain't winning this shit. No. Um. Don't she won it last year. I don't need. This. Yeah. No. Nah. If if I had to pick the person to eliminate Ronda, who gets the point at pointing, I, I think Liv Morgan eliminates Ronda because of how that angle kind of like finished off and it, it was unfinished, right? Like Charlotte came out and did the dirty work. Yeah, it was finished enough for me. Of course. I kind of wish it was. <laughs> but, uh, you give you give Liv that like that that pop. You give Liv that like, okay, you feel good because you finally got your comeuppance. And it doesn't hurt Ronda. It doesn't, you know, matter at all. But I think the crowd would be like, oh, finally, she got one over on Ronda. Ronda beat the shit out of her for so long. Uh, anyway. So Liv, Liv Morgan would be that. Um, to streamline the process of our predictions here, we'll keep it pretty simple. Let's go around the horn real quick. Women's Royal Rumble. Who is, like, the main surprise entrant? If you had to pick one. There would be multiple, right? Like, yeah. there's not enough women. But if you had to pick one that's... Listen, staking my claim... This woman's coming out. She's getting a pop. Not announced yet. There's only seven women announced. Right? Uh, yeah, it's but like you got regardless. 23. It'll, it'll be Beth Phoenix. Like, Beth Phoenix okay. is the most obvious person to be in this Royal Rumble. Yeah. because. But then it's like, damn, it's the whole Rhea Ripley thing all over again. What do you do with Rhea? Right. Because you got involved Beth with Beth. Rhea. Yeah, I know. But Beth, I, th I still think Beth has to come back. You have right? an elimination chamber. Yeah, Just you do. So, Beth uh, in an elimination. You want to know my wild card for, for the, the return? People are going to be like, yeah, right. I'm going to be like, yeah, right. It's not Mercedes. It's not Naomi. Mandy Rose. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's like, oh, only, we just Keep did. Keep an eye. If, if that OnlyFans got deleted. Boy. Oh, hey, we just did no, Raw no, Triple X. just did a mill. Million dollar Mandy. We just did Raw Triple X. We can bring you back. Yep. Nah, listen. Just don't show a nipple and you're fine. Yeah, but the winner, the winner is Rhea Ripley. Because I know we got to get through this. The winner is Rhea Ripley. Beth Phoenix definitely comes back. Um, and I don't know what else is going to be good about it. All right. I will go different picks for the sake of being different. Yeah. I kind of agree with your winner overall. Um, one person I see coming back, that's not Beth Phoenix. Uh, and I could easily pick Naomi because I think she's coming back, but whatever. I think Nia Jax comes back. Mm. So I think we get Nia... Return, I'm not plugging her into the bloodline by any means or anything like that. I, I just think 
they they use her as a hand. I, she hasn't done shit else. I think not, we see the return of Nia Jax in the Women's Rumble. And then I think Rhea Ripley would also win. But you know what? We have the Elimination Chamber. And you can look really strong in the Elimination Chamber by beating the shit out of everyone else. And to me, it might be more impressive than what you can do in a Rumble. Mm, Shayna Baszler nerfed the Elimination Chamber. You see where she's at today. True, but this is a different person. Different person in charge. Different build to get there. Yeah. Way different build to get there. Rhea's been nerfing men. Like, you can go in the chamber and, and whoop ass. So, I would say devil's advocate winner here just because I'm trying to go through everything and, and Bianca needs a good foil going into Mania. Give me... Give me the trick finish. Two people, same time. That's, that's, that's risky. Oh, God. Always, always risky. I mean, I got to book something else. You took the, the logical candidate. Um, this is where you give me Becky and Bailey. Both eliminating each other. Same time. And these three women have been revolving around each other on the, the Raw roster anyway. You give me a triple threat between the three at Mania. Yeah, no thanks. Um, and Rhea goes after Charlotte. Fuck it. Nurse Charlotte. Because Charlotte did her dirty when she won. Yeah. You go after Charlotte. I don't want to see her go against Bianca. Real quick. If Ronda was in a good spot, I would like Ronda to win this and get beat up by Bianca at WrestleMania. Sure. But I don't want Ronda to win this. Let's just cast that and win. Also, if Naomi was to return, she'd have to win. I do not want to. She can't come back and lose. That crowd would lose their shit. Yeah. Her winning versus Charlotte? Huge. Huge. So if Naomi were to come back, she has to win. I would love that. Cole. Um, yeah, I think I'll play I'll play devil's advocate as well and and go with an albeit, I think, a safe option. I think Becky. Becky will will win this. I think you could easily have it be uh, between her and Bailey, and that continues their story. And then maybe Beck I mean, we could do Becky Charlotte at Mania. We've already seen Becky and Bianca at Mania, and obviously Becky and Charlotte were there, but Ronda was also there, so maybe the straight one-on-one contest gets it done. Um, I like that, because Charlotte never got this, pinned. And, and most mostly this is because, like, Rhea seems like she should be the obvious one, but, like, Beth Phoenix comes out there and, like, hit the code red. If it, That's a feud. That's got to happen. You've got to have yeah. some kind of payout there. They literally smash her with a chair. So <laughs> I think, like, that doesn't, that doesn't need a title. So I think... I don't think Rhea is necessarily as obvious as as a lot of people are making it. That said, if she did win it, I'd be quite happy for her. So, um, and then for surprise entrances, I think, you know, I think some some people are certainly wondering as far as uh, Miss, Mr. Independent Wrestling himself, Mr. Matt Cardona, if he's ever going to show back up in WWE, especially because he posts pictures of Zack Ryder all the time. And it's not going to be Matt Cardona, but it is going to be Chelsea Green. I think Chelsea Green is going to show up in this Rumble. There's already the rumors that she's already signed a contract. So might be cheating there a little bit, but I think Chelsea Green is one to look out for. And I would, I, you know, I they just put the title back on Mickey and Impact. Why don't we get another Mickey pop with the knockouts? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Um, Run it back. That that we know none of us remember that rumble. And that was like the best part of like either of those rumbles was her coming out to the big pop and coming out to hardcore country. Roll it back. That rumble doesn't like we deleted that from our memory. So let's get the moment. Dre is the king of honorable mentions. My honorable mention would be Billy Kay. I miss the Iconics. Those are my oh. chicks. Uh, obviously, 
Just had a baby. The shit with the resume on. was so goddamn good. Oh, but Billy Kay and on the mic and the resume, she can hold it down for the Iconics until their full strength. I, I need them in the women's tag division. Do do right by them. It, Iconics are incredible. Ooh, if there's one thing that Hunter is completely whiffed on is the women's tag division, it just oh. kind of went up in smoke again. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Men's Royal Rumble match. Cody Rhodes is Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. What number does Cody Rhodes come out at? Let's better, start there. If it's one, I will turn the TV off. If Cody Rhodes is the number Goes one. Goes the distance? Yeah, I don't want that. I, I feel like it would be the most egotistical, like. Really? Cody wrote it into but his contract in, thing. I don't want it. Off the injury. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Like, I think there's, there's a delicate balance between fans wanting Cody and then Cody wanting to force his way into this. We all kind of figure that Cody came back to WWE knowing he's getting his hands back on the title. If he goes bell to bell at the Royal Rumble, it starts to become narcissistic and egregious. And again, with Sammy not involved in this, the fans are going to revolt. It's not, you know this more than anybody, Kill. It's not hard to turn on Cody Rhodes. I do it daily. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kill loves Cody Rhodes. <laughs> but it's like... Longstanding rivalry between us two. So... You got to be careful with him because even at me, as much as people pop for Cody against Seth, like Seth was a heel, a fantastic heel at that. If Cody and Roman work mania and you do this wrong, fans are going to cheer for Roman and not Cody. Yep. And even me, I wouldn't mind if these two go at it and Roman just beats Cody. <laughs> I, I don't mind this. Cody did a good job in AEW on his way out. Like every time he thought Cody was going to win, he lost. Yep. He did a very good job with it. Money that. is in the losing. I, He's the obvious answer to win the Royal Rumble. I just don't want it. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody win it, lose to Roman, chase to SummerSlam. Yeah, or just... or The or, money is in the losing. Or do something else. Yeah. And then like, get his way back to Rome. Because got to build, again, that baby face people behind you, right? It's the entitlement. People expect you to win. Roman beats you, continues the reign, and you chase. It wouldn't, wouldn't bother me at all. And more important. This is the most important aspect of storytelling. If Cody wins now, the story ends rather than just begins because it's not like nobody's interested in Cody title defenses. No. But once Cody gets the title, it's like big, like great moment. And then you go, well, now what? Yeah. Right. It's almost like Austin turning heel at WrestleMania 17. And everybody was like, that was cool in the moment. But the day after you were like, no. it probably wasn't a good idea. You got to have your next huge baby face. Ready, or you got to have your next big bad set up. Yeah, and they they, they don't. don't. They haven't done anything um, with that. Seth, people would argue, is still there, but Seth's a babyface, right? Like, so he's not set up to run it back with Cody as a first title defense. So yeah, you're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Like, I, the money might be in him losing Mania if he it wins is. the Rumble. The Rumble will be his pop. Mania should be the loss. SummerSlam should be the payoff. And can I be clear? I hate that they pre-announced Cody for this. I wish... It was the worst kept secret. I know, but sometimes give me the surprise even though I know it's coming. Like, you know... Unless it, they have bigger surprises. Well, you know, it's your birthday and you're like, I know I get a surprise, but if, if your wife were to tell you, you're getting a surprise party. It's like, fuck you. Why would you tell me I'm getting a surprise party? This is one of those situations where it's like, I think he's coming because he was injured and the beginning of the injury, it, they kind of hypothesized that he wouldn't make it back for the Royal Rumble. If they kind of just kept Cody off the screen, like... You already sold the tickets for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's on Peacock, so nobody's got to buy it. And Cody shows up, you get a bigger pop. Like, people knew Triple H was coming back. 
People didn't know John Cena was coming back. They both got massive pops at Royal Rumble. Yeah. But I feel like doing this weekly tease kind of took the air but out. But there's, again, you're bringing the audience back into it, making them know the journey, the recovery. You could see it, but you could Triple H. It works for Triple H. But it works if you have another big return. How I, big it, can you get? The edge return is going to be big. The only other return, I would say, to blow Cody, like, and just be like, yo, you know what, blow up the surprise, whatever. Um, we can announce he's coming back. Is for any reason, if they say you got Jay White, any AJ Styles returns it, right? Like, uh, I'm not saying that this is the case, but I'm just saying, like, how many unannounced returns can you have, right? So it's just like, if you got Jay White, then it's like, well, okay, he's the surprise guy. Edge is the surprise guy. We're going to beat a dead horse. Everybody's the surprise guy. So we let you know Cody is coming back. If you do it without that, it might be a little weird. But if you have another person coming back that's completely like out of left field, I would yeah, understand. It's, it's got to be a big enough surprise. Anyway, I still think they're going to stay the course on this and be like, well, Cody's coming back. He's kind of got to win. I just thought it would have been better if we didn't know. Yes. It, it, the element of surprise would have been a little bit better. But I guess we, we're just going to go Cody Rhodes. I would like to play devil's advocate. I would love to be like, The Rock does show up. Yeah, I don't want that, though. Uh, <laughs> and, and we get that. Um, no, I, I think Cody Rhodes wins it. I love the idea of bell to bell. Like, yeah. coming off of the injury and, like, you know what? He's injured. We knew he was coming out. He drew the worst possible spot possible. Just turn he hasn't heel. wrestled in nine months. Oh, my God. There's no way he's going to do it now. Like everyone's targeting the shoulder. Do you, wait, the hell out of him. Kel, Kel, do, do you really think if Cody entered at number one, people would be like, is he going to do it? I think all of us would be like, he's going to win. No, it's the thing. It sucks we the know drama he's gonna out win. of it. Like, if you bring him in at 29, he's definitely going to win. That's better. No, because now you know, like, I oh, don't fuck, Cody's here, it's a wrap. But if you bring him in at one, he got to last. Yeah, it's like, you bring him in at one, Stone and you're like. Cold came in at what, like two or like Fuck, man. But like, no, 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 no. That was back in the day, right? Yeah. Nobody went really went bell to bell, right? Remember, like, Rey Mysterio had the long, it was like 58 minutes. Yeah. But now it's, it's Flair expected. Flair went three. Yeah. Three deep. Sean went bell to bell. Yeah, but now Flair. it's expected. If Cody were to come back, it almost takes all the drama out of the Royal Rumble because it's not really a story of like, will he? Because we know he came back to get this title. Trey, we already know he's going to win. We already know he's one of two people that can win. The only other way to build drama with it is to go bell to bell. No, there's no drama in that. he comes in, we're like, oh, this is it. The winner's here. Yes, he starts at one. This is it. The winner is at here. Least Why gotta, am I watching this? Because at least there's the intrigue of people beating the shit out of him from one through third. But he ain't feuding with none of them. That's my big... It's a war of attrition. He's no, feuding with himself. I don't care about a war of attrition. I, the, the, the best part about this Royal Rumble that should happen is the other stories within the Royal Rumble. Yes. Obviously, we're probably going to have Brock and Bobby Lashley. Yes, we right? are. Edge is going to come back. He's probably going to deal with Judgment Day at some point. We'll get some surprise returns. We'll get Kofi doing some crazy shit. Now, him and Ricochet get to flippy-dippy all around the ring and see what happens. Look, everybody's expecting Big E to come back. Don't threaten me with a good time. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> threaten you with a good time. But... We probably will see Gunther in this. And it'll be interesting because it should set up his next few. Mm. That's what Royal Rumble should do. But if you put the focus on Cody so early and be like, can he do it? And then it's like, no shit, he's going to do no, it. No, he's like, just still hanging around. I don't oh, want him to. No. still here. Just turn him heel at that point. Just turn him heel. I don't. You're the worst. 
No, I'm the best. Cole, <laughs> Cole how, do you the see best. how do you see this playing out, Cole? I'm the man. Also, RVD probably show up. Oh, that'd be... I just saw him at uh, AVN. Yes, yeah, so he was at a porn convention? Yeah. Raw Triple X? Why not? Why not? Anyway. RVD. Cole. Um, I have bad news, Dre. Uh, Cody is going to come out second because he's got to uh, have his whole entrance. He's got... The lights have got to go out. Damn right, Cole. Has more than one royal family. But Cody's not going to win. Um, scratch all me going, uh, what's the test? What's the test? I know what the test is. I know what the test is. The last four remaining will be Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens. Yes, he will have the match and he will like show up at 29 or 30. He's done it every year. He limps out. You know me. I have wacky logic. Just go with it. Okay, everyone. We need to have cold music for like these kind of predictions. <laughs> Because it's so fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, I, that it'd be, I don't know if it's the Benny Hills theme song. Whatever you one you pick. Hey totally. now, hey now. But sometimes they're batshit, but sometimes they're pretty good. I know, but they're good. Like, we're just waiting for, good. we're just, yeah, that's it. We're waiting for one of them to hit, like the lottery, so we can be like, <laughs> yes, you got right. one. Right, just like this one's going to hit. So, oh Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn are the last four remaining, okay? They're going to, Kind of 2v2 it out for a little bit. Kevin Owens is going to get eliminated by Solo and Sammy. Yay, good job. Way to go. It's going to be Cody, Solo, and Sammy. Sammy will get knocked down for a little bit. Solo and Cody are going to battle by the ropes. One of them will be over. Let's say Cody's over the rope and like, hang on. Oh, no, Cody's going to be eliminated. Solo's trying to get him out. And Sammy flips Solo which in turn flips Cody off to the side and Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns comes out. Solo's going to kill him. Walk, walks <laughs> up, like walks up to him. Roman Reigns is like, like all they're all ple- like pleading this moment of Roman is going in there and like Roman's going to kick his ass. Oh my God. Sammy's now the Rumble winner. Oh my God. But Roman's just going to smile at him hug him, be like, yes, you are the insurance and like hold do that heel maneuver where it's like, hold your enemy close and like try to like keep them in the fold and like be like, yeah, you're, this is the insurance card. This is good. But Sammy's got that card now for the next three months to go. Well, shit, I do have this. I do have this match that I could pull out. And the rest of the story is him starting to turn. And, uh, and, and I haven't figured out the rest of the part, but just, just, just give me like him and like Roman being like, yes, the test was for you to be the insurance policy that I don't have to go against a Cody Rhodes. I don't have to go against anyone who would be a real true threat to my title reign. It's someone I control. You okay. pass the test, Sammy Zane. So this is eerily reminiscent of Batista winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and Flair and Triple H is like, good job. Now challenge Bradshaw. And he was like, gave him the exactly. thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They love recycling. In a similar vein. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Hey, that, hey, hey, it's I, a recycling that story a, that Trips was part of. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Listen, that would be a one belt mania main event. So I would say Sammy would probably have to go after Universal Title only. You're still trying to split these belts up from Roman. Gotta split it. Roman it would happen. keep the other. It's not happening. And with that case, I would go Cody Solo Sokoa feud. Cody, Roman, WWE title, SummerSlam. Because really for Cody, the only thing that matters is the WWE title. Universal title don't do shit for him. It's a make-believe title. They're both make-believe titles. WWE title. <laughs> many people, many black people. <laughs> got a great point. No, many black people held big gold, right? That's WCW title. Okay. We have Mark Henry hold that. 
We had Booker hold that. Were they WWE champions? No. No. It's a make-believe fucking title. And now it's now the title's neither of those. No, but you no, the WWE championship is the black normal fucking one. And then the universal championship, some throwaway make-believe shit. So like Kevin Owens is a universal title champion. Fucking Finn Balor is a universal champion. None of that shit matters. The WWE championship is what matters. That's what Cody is going to get. They'd give Sammy the throwaway. You are really trying to split. This is not happening. Oh, they're gonna split this shit sooner or later. Uh, by hook or the, by crook. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, just want to see a group chat blow up when Cody, Solo, and Kevin and Sammy are the last four in. That's that's all I want to see. Let's have a Baja blast. Shane got to be number five. Shane McMahon surprise entrant. Shane <laughs> and Bad Bunny five. in the final three, baby. Let's go. All right. Enough of you two. This is <laughs> silence. Um. Let's let's be real here. You know who should start the Royal Rumble? It's two people. It's not Cody. It's Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Hundred percent. That's who should start the Royal Rumble. Just let them beat the shit out of each other, and then when everybody and anybody else comes out, they just beat them up and throw them out. So they just nerf a bunch of jobbers. Poor Ricochet. He'll be one of them. They, it, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, they just nerf a bunch of people, and then we get the moment that would pop everybody around like. 10, 9, Gunther comes out. Gunther, Lashley, Brock. That's my wild prediction. Because that would be the true heat check. Don't put Strowman in there. I know they'd be tempted to. Don't do that. Gunther, Lashley, Brock. And they're the only three in the ring. And now you can eliminate any of them at this point because they're just going to wear each other out. But I think that's a true heat check because if you're, not, if you're still angling towards Bobby and Brock at WrestleMania, which seems like what they're going to do, you should really figure out what you're going to do with Gunther because mm-hmm. he's the scariest guy on the roster who nobody wants to m- mess with. And if you put him next to Brock just to see how it looks, you'll have to pay Brock probably an extra, like, half a million for him to take a chop because I'm, I'm sure he's not like, I'm not doing that shit. Right, but if that were to happen, that's, that's my, that's my uh, Cole prediction. That at some point in the Royal Rumble, we get those three in the ring by themselves. I think that's very at plausible. That point, <laughs> at that point, at that point, we do get Biggie at the Royal Rumble spiritually because it'll be some big meaty man slapping me. That's yeah, all you want. Maybe does big commentary for that. Me. <laughs> we gotta get Biggie on the phone because that that'd be a moment. Like, odds. Yeah, just, Quick odds. Does Goldberg show up the Royal Rumble? God knows. <laughs> Stone Cold. I'll give you Stone Cold. Stone. Okay. Stone, I I think I do think Stone Cold's gonna show up. Okay. All right. No Goldberg. No, please, please. If Goldberg shows up at the Rumble, Vince McMahon is officially back in charge, and that's it. We don't need to see anything else. Might, fuck a dirt cheek, Hart, fuck everything. Put, put Bret Hart on the Titantron as soon as Goldberg just goes in, <laughs> just him just going like this. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a fun Royal Rumble. To wrap all this up, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen, and that's some of the I best wrestling <laughs> we can have. So many different ways to go. We appreciate you all. It's been a long one. Hopefully everyone watches the Rumble. Can't wait to recap it next week when we come back. For everyone here at Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn Resort, thank you all for watching. Check us out. Social media at Corner Podcast underscore Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. YouTube, the Corner Podcast. At Corner Pod on TikTok. Blowing up on TikTok now. So, the you know, the, the youth love us as well. Yes, yeah, sure. Flooding everyone with social clips. Uh, we've been teasing that for a while. We started our social clips rollout. So, Bigger and better corner podcast going into 2023. Appreciate you all for myself, old man Andres Hill, producer Cole, baby. Till next time, we're out. Peace.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.